This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Who's next? Yeah, who's next? Welcome to The Climb. This is a show dedicated to helping singers like you, songwriters like you, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. And that's what The Climb stands for, C-L-I-M-B. It's an acronym, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. There's a method to our madness, right? Um, right. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Uh, Brent is not only a good friend, but he's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he also helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting, which is important. You can find Brent at manversusrow.com if you need to get in touch with him. That's manvsrow.com or songwritingpro.com. Same information on both sites, guys, just two different... Uh, uh, two different ways to get a hold of it. That's right. And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. They help you find your sound, and they help you find your audience. Not only do they develop and improve your artistry, but they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating cash flow. Because cash is king. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. Why? Because, ladies and gentlemen, there's only one. Johnny Dwayne! Thank you, Brent Baxter. There's only one Brent Baxter. They broke the mold with him, both of us, I guess. Uh, How you doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing all right. You know, I've just been hanging on the edge of my seat ever since two weeks ago when we did part one of this series that we're going to finish up today. Unless we get talking way too much and turn into a three-parter, which I don't know if we've done that yet, but I wouldn't put it past this. Not on ten, but (laughs) But this one I think is passionate. Uh, I mean, this one we both have a lot to to say about, really. But um, this is the top, the the ten worst song demo mistakes that you could make. And um, And eleven, if you add, uh, have Brent sing it. That's right. That would be 11. Number 11. That's the actually 11th in. That's actually. Um, oh, is that already in the top already, 10? That's, it's already okay, in there. Good. We'll get yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> You're getting ahead of me. You're getting ahead of me. <laughs> okay, just sorry, to quickly sorry. recap, don't do long intros on your demo. That was number one. Uh, number two, crappy or cheap production. It's it's almost better to hear an acoustic vocal over crappy production. So totally if you're going to go full band production, make it make it count. If not, just do an acoustic vocal and try to do mm-hmm. the best that you can to get the, uh, the vibe across. Uh, number three, the wrong song for the artist if you know what you're pitching to you 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 want to try to make sure that you're giving the, the producer team whatever that tip sheet's asking for that you're giving them what they want and not a bunch of other songs that aren't going to count and mm-hmm. number four vague or missing email subject lines when you send an email to a particular person if it's a situation where you're one-on-one which is this particular 
scenario that we're going through here. Um, make sure that in ca- all capital letters, it's the name of the artist and the project that they're looking for so that I can easily find you in all the emails that are coming through. Mm-hmm. And then uh, number five last week was you didn't research the artist before sending the songs. And in this case, it was Colin Ray. Uh, Colin's very spiritual, very uplifting, very um, redemption, deep love, um, it, n- definitely not cheating, definitely not drinking, mm-hmm. definitely not fighting, definitely not um, uh, gambling, you know, anything, any, mm-hmm. any kind of degenerate activities is not going to be in Colin Ray's wheelhouse. He's not the outlaw guy. And, right. and so you don't want to be sending those kind of songs in there because you're just going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a pain in the butt to me, you know? <laughs> right. And, and, to, and to, to recap real quick, the situation was that on a Monday, we got news exactly one week before the downbeat, before we're start, supposed to start recording this record for multi-platinum artist Colin Ray. Uh, it was, it, it, we were told we need two original songs for it. We were doing a record of, of covers, like really big, cool, rangy covers, man, from the late 70s and early 80s, ballads. And we needed two originals to 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 do it we sent out the bat signal and by friday we had 250 emails with well over 250 songs and of course we had our regular work day allotted on friday we went out to dinner came back and by 7 p.m sat down in the studio and had uh to get through at least the first verse and the first chorus of 250 songs if you do the math on that that's that's over six hours of work that we had ahead of us because we needed to deliver 15 to 18 choices for the artist on Saturday so the artist could mm-hmm. choose uh, either Saturday and work on Sunday or sleep overnight and, you know, sleep on it and make sure that he knew what he wanted to do and, and be prepared to come in uh, with the two songs he wanted so that we could chart him and do everything that we need to do for pre-production on those songs mm-hmm. and then still uh, be ready to go on Monday for the downbeat when the band, which has already been slotted and ready to booked and all that. So we were under the gun, okay? That was the situation. Yeah. So, uh, number six, on your demo, you chose the wrong singer. Oh, there I am. There you are. His name was Brent Baxter. (laughs) All right. Um, I I really highly recommend choosing a pro singer, especially if you're starting out for, um, you know, for your, for your demo, man, not someone who's your friend, who's, who's real good or someone who's half price, who you think sings real good. And, um, Unless you're an artist, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is a double-edged sword. Okay, I, normally I say unless you're an artist, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sing it yourself to save money. But even if you are an artist, like here's the thing: you can be the greatest artist in the world. When you're selling a song demo, you're selling the lyric, the melody, and the vibe of the song. And if if somebody loves that song, let's say, and they give it to Tim McGraw and, and you've got this really cool stylistic bendy kind of thing that makes you the artist that you are and Tim McGraw or whatever big name artist hears that and, and all of a sudden it takes them out of the song because they're like, mm-hmm. I can't sing it like that. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it as cool as that. You just lost. You right. know, th- there's an art to the professionals that we use to sing song demos, they're really, really good singers, but they know how to deliver and sell the lyric and not get in the way of that mm-hmm. song, you know, not make it about them. Yeah, exactly. Like they just yeah. make you go like, wow. And, and that's, and that's what you want to get to. So I think a lot of times, you know, for the 150 bucks you're going to save or whatever, man, make sure you get somebody that's good, you know? Yeah. And definitely don't sing it if you can't sing it. Yeah, I mean, and, and all you know, the and, crap out of it, like, oh, because we'll hear that 
<laughs> ah, yeah, because that, that just hurts. Because um, then that's a lot to have to work through to try and hear if it's a good song or not. And um, and also, you know, speaking to your point, I've written songs with artists, and then we hire a demo singer. because Say that like, one more time. Say that one I, more time. I have written songs with artists, some of which like on like have record deals, you know, so they're good singers, but their voice isn't the right one for a demo for this song. Sometimes we do one with, um, you know, my co-writer might sing it, and then we have another demo singer come in and sing on it too. So we have two versions. We have one with like my buddy artist vocal on there. Then we have one with the same tracks where we got the the demo singer on it because that way we can pitch that. There you go. And, and, and by the way, um, if you've got a song where you can, um, it, it could go either way, like male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's worth doing two versions of that. Even, I, I am not the best musician producer in the world. I'm more, I'm closer to like Rick Rubin, you know, the psychologist mm-hmm. kind of thing and, and the vibe mm-hmm. setter. Um, but there are really amazing musician producers out there who would blow me away. But even them, I, I've had countless conversations about that. They'll say, man, it's really hard to hear a, a vocal an octave up. So if you've got a great song that's, that that's, you're got a male singer on it that you're pitching to a female artist, you know, it's going to help you to have two versions of it. So if you can do something as simple as, and I've done this on several occasions where you can tweak the key a little mm-hmm. bit where you can key it up, maybe a step, to where it's like at the tippy top of the range of your male singer and and just low enough that that girl can do what she needs to do and she's in her sweet spot there then you can do one recording of it and just mm-hmm. pay for the extra singer and mm-hmm. and two mixes of it and you're good to go and then that way you've got it you know it can go either way and you've got it to pitch you've got your guns loaded for just a little bit more money you know it's not it's not like you got yeah, to one, one thing <laughs> yeah which I, i've heard you know plenty of times if you if you have to choose one, choose the male vocal because women have an easier time hearing a male singer than dudes have of hearing a female singer. So if you can only choose one, I'd choose the male just because that seems to be what people, you know, apparently women are more talented at hearing that stuff than guys are. So it's not because guys are better. It's because guys are dumber. OK, yeah. <laughs> so um, so it's definitely not a sexist thing. But then I've also done what you just talked about. There's a song uh, back in my major Bob days I wrote with. Uh, a couple folks and it's called in the middle of and it was a you know big ballad thing and we're like you know this is really gen- pretty gender neutral we're like yeah and it also kind of worked well as a as a duet and so what we did is we cut one track and we had you know like you're talking about the top of the guys range bottom of the girls range one track we did male version female version we made sure they could sing it you know in that key so we had a male version we had a female version and then we cut it Duet. duet. Oh, genius. So we actually got three versions of that song that we can pitch. That's so killer. That's handy because it's like I, now I can pitch it to everybody. I can pitch it to, you know, like a Lady Annabellum who has two vocals, you know, male and female vocal. And there are probably not as many of those floating around. So it gives me an advantage there. Or I can just pitch it for, you know, Carrie Henderwood. Or I can pitch it for or Colin Ray or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually I, probably, actually, I probably did pitch this particular song to Colin Ray back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I'm not thinking <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. But <laughs> you know what? And, and and be aware of the key change, guys, because typically uh, a, you know, a female is going to be up a step to a step and a half from from uh, your male 
vocal, depending on the singer. I mean, that would be like a minimum amount. And um, you, there's a way that you can try to get those two to meet and, and stretch your vocalist a little bit on that. But but it'll come across and it'll come across good if it's pro singer. You know, they'll know what to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so that was number six. Number seven, your lyrics aren't strong enough. Well, Brent, Yay. what do you have to say about this? <laughs> Here I am again. Because <laughs> that's your forte, you know? Right. You know, I, uh, yeah, um, there are some times where you like, the vibe is right for this artist and they can sing it, you know, melodically it's in there, but it's just not that good. Yeah. Just not that good. I've made the mistake of pitching that stuff. Like, well, it's the only thing I got that's kind of in that world, but it's not my A-list stuff. You know what? None of those have ever gotten cut. Yeah. I mean, that's that's good. And I I remember this, like, you know, again, we're going from 7 o'clock at night until I think it was like probably good 3 in the morning, you know, that, that mm-hmm. we got done listening to all these things. And somewhere in the midst of there where, we you know, we were having a couple of cocktails, all we had to do was listen, and we're just trying to plow through and mm-hmm. get to it. And I, almost every single song we listened through to the first verse and the first chorus. But if the lyrics were really, really, really good in the first verse, mm-hmm. we listened to the second verse because we wanted to hear what they you were going to say next. <laughs> right. We're like, but, oh, that was good. Oh, no, no, no. We got to play through that. I want, I want to see like, what was the second verse sound like. Like, that be is, that good. You know? That is so our job as a songwriter. Yeah. You know, I mean, you like, say, Colin Ray, for instance, some incredible lyrical songs like Love Me, mm. One Boy, One Girl, you know, I Think About You, you know, Little Rock, mm-hmm. just some great stuff. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. So, he's had a taste of that. Yep. He knows what a good lyric is. Yep. He's cut a bunch of them. You could bring him Moon and June. Ah, it's yeah. not going to cut it. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to. It's not going to have enough meat on that bone, is it? You know. Exactly. You know. Now maybe yeah. on a pop artist or something, or or somebody that's right. more in the pop realm of country, you, you mm-hmm. can get away with that. But again, that goes back to know your artist and really know you know what you're going to try to be 
presenting. Yeah, because if you're and if you're going to do that, your melody and everything has got to be just killer to overcome that. Because that's what you're doing. You're overcoming. If it's a bad lyric, you got to overcome. Yeah. And, and I'd rather just bring something I'll have to overcome. There you go. <laughs> you know. There you go. So number eight, you don't honor the purpose of the recording. Um, and that this sort of goes back to to um, one from the last, my last episode, not the last episode of that, but that was um, the, about the production, essentially. But the purpose of the mm-hmm. recording is... When you're selling a song, and this is, listen, I, I put this in here for a specific reason because I think a lot of uh, songwriters who are aspiring to be pro are also aspire to be artists. Mm-hmm. And so, and they have a limited budget. We only got so much mm-hmm. money. So if I'm going in to record this song, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it like I want to do it, like the artist would do it, right? Right. Because I'm basically playing you songs off my EP. Yes, I'm exactly. I'm songs off my EP, right. Exactly. And so I have this big grand vision of all this, and this goes part and parcel with the long intro and, you know, the, the I mean, and by the way, on those long intros, which is, you know, this goes right along with this, the purpose of the recording, I could tell in the first three seconds of the song, we're not going to get to the lyric for a minute, you know, because <laughs> I, it gives this, whoa, this big wind up on the fiddle and, and you just mm-hmm. know that we're going <laughs> <laughs> like there's gonna be this whole elaborate thing and we just gotta sit there and the clock is ticking I'm like I just wanna go home and go to bed I'm exhausted you know yeah but um, the purpose of the recording when you're doing a song demo is to sell the lyric the vibe and the melody of the song that is it it's not about your voice it's not about you your recording your production skills your anything it's about your your writer voice not your voice mm-hmm. voice, you know? Right. And if it becomes about your voice, either because your voice is bad or because your voice is really good, you've already lost there too. Because I'm mm-hmm. not thinking about the lyric, the melody, the production of the song. I'm thinking about your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be thinking about that, you know? Right. So so um, make sure that, you, that you're really, you know, production-wise, you're 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 thinking of the audience that you're supposed to get it to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why you see, you know, construction trucks, right, that are mm. basically white. And they've got the rack on the top to put the ladder and all the crap in that right. people need to do their job. They don't have, like, fire on the side with jacked up four by four. And, <laughs> you know, they're not all decked out with the ground effects. No, because it's supposed to get on the job. It gets dirty. It gets filthy. It's got a certain specific job it's supposed to do. And this right. is your song demo. So if you do do the EP thing, again, and this brings us right into number nine, okay? And this is really, really important. But um, make sure that, that that as we roll into it, that you, that you when you do the EP, if you're thinking about ever pitching the song, while you're in the studio, man, just have them cut out a couple things and do mm-hmm. your version of do a demo version of the mix while it's while everything's all dialed up and everything's real hot. It's just gonna take you a little bit of extra time, but it'll be really really worth it because mm-hmm. overproducing your demo. The, the the impulse of any writer or artist is uh, they want to, and it's almost like a rite of passage, they have to go too far before they realize that less is more mm-hmm. and bring it back. And um, with very little studio experience, you get sort of, you know, uh, caught between your, artistically between your song demo and the epic album track. And don't overproduce your song. I only put background vocals on a song demo where they belong, which is on the chorus, just to lift the chorus, make it simple. Sometimes songs call for a three-part harmony, 
mostly, mm-hmm. mostly, I would say the majority songs just need a two part harmony. Yeah. Just need one other harmony on there to 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 go over that melody to lift that song to announce this is where the chorus is. But right. the producer and the artist that are listening to that track are going to have other ideas for what's happening. And if you're putting like vocal pads in there, like oohs and ahs and and all kinds of crazy production tricks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. man, that maybe are really cool. Like, but it can be dating, right? You're right. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell you this, that we we knew instantaneously there's about 10 or 15 songs in there that were clearly older songs. Mm-hmm. Right Now, keep in mind, these were probably appropriate songs because they were, um, and this wasn't like offensive in any way, like the bad recording or, or the wrong song kind of a thing to me where I just mm-hmm. was like, rub me wrong. But uh, they were definitely like a, a demo from the 80s or the early 90s. Tons of reverb. Yeah. Tons of freaking yeah. reverb, you know, and I could just tell right away, oh, this is an 80s song. Now, this would still work because we're really doing late 70s and early 80s songs for co- this particular right. project. And 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 certainly that's Collins, a 90s superstar, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would, you we could tell right away from the production before anything happened, like in the first two bars, we knew this was an old demo and an old song mm-hmm. right off the bat because of the production on that. So yeah. you may want to do a version of like if, you know, reverb's kind of coming back now in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Um, listen to the Marin Morris record. Um, I'm trying to think of what other new records have come out that really got some real big reverbs on them where it was through the 2000s. I mean, it was like, no. No reason. Right, yeah. Delay is 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 big deal now. Uh, I remember Kelly, my ex business partner, telling me about some stuff he did with um, Tracy Lawrence. Where one time he put some delay on Tracy's voice, and Tracy's mm-hmm. like, "The hell's that?" <laughs> he didn't even know what it was. <laughs> Kelly's like, "That's delay." He's like, "No, it didn't." He's like, "Okay, <laughs> we'll just turn that yeah. off then." You know? How about how about never? Is that delayed enough yeah, for yeah. that? How about that? Never. We don't That's do that here. Delayed. Yeah, this, this right. is country. You know? So so now, but now you hear. I mean, much thicker, much more lush productions on on that and it's um it's uh it, but it's it's going to date you this is something that's going to change so having if you want to do one version with it and have one version without it you know what i mean mm-hmm. it just just push the buttons off man you know yeah. and and then we run a mix we've done a demo where one had the drum loop in it and one didn't there you go you still had drums but didn't have the yeah you know have one version with one version without just so we have options and, and there you go. And, and they're right there while you're while you're in the studio, while you're getting it done. You might end up with three, four, five versions, depending on what you got of yeah. uh, of a demo, you know. But that's I mean, that's 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 just smart business, you know, so that you can and one with a little less reverb. If more reverb is kind of what's happening, you just have one with mm-hmm. hardly any reverb at all so that you don't date it. And so that it just gets the the you know, if, if I was listening to those songs with a, with a contemporary artist, like a new like an artist today. And we weren't doing, even if it was Colin Ray, and we weren't doing the specific project that we were doing, which was older songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that would have turned me off right away. Yeah, reverb. You know, I would have been like, nope, this is old. And already, I just it smells old, looks vintage. We don't want that. <laughs> we, we need new. You know, like, and so you're judging, right? Like right off the bat. Don't be a ventist, okay? <laughs> don't hate it just because it's old. My, my catalog now is old. <laughs> Like my joints, but but no, I got you. Yeah. yeah. So that brings us to number ten. Um, bad vocal tuning. <laughs> Have you heard one of these, Brent? Have you heard one? 
Um, even my lyricist ears can pick one out every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, it's drawing, takes you out of it. It is, man. I t- like, we had a demo. It ain't T-Pain, it's just pain. Yeah, it's just pain. We had one demo where it was like borderline share. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do you believe in love? It's the love, it's the love. I was like, oh my God. And it was like so distracting from what you're trying to sell. The lyric, mm-hmm. the melody, and the vibe of the song. All I can think about is that the... the 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 tuning job was just hitting me right between the head, mm. like a like a like like a freaking sledgehammer, you know. Guys, just spend the hundred bucks because I'll bet you somebody either spent a hundred dollars worth of their own time, even if they only work for eight mm-hmm. bucks an hour, trying to do that, or uh, just just get the singer, man, just get the singer to sing it right or, or sing so it again. <laughs> it what it does, it, it takes you out of the song. Yep. And so then you start thinking about the song versus just experiencing the song. It's kind of like if you're watching a movie, then all of a sudden the boom mic drops down into the camera frame, you know? <laughs> and Bruce Willis is having this, and he's like, they said, come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. And then all of a sudden you see the boom mic drop into the you know little air vent. And you're like, wait a second, this is a movie. Wait, I just missed that cool line. Think about that as a perfect example. <laughs> Where you're just like, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> and, and, and you can picture Bruce Willis just trying to trying to stay focused, but he's like looking up. Like, the mic's like <laughs> popping him in the forehead. Like, oh, trying to keep it together. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So just get it done right and stop. Just because your mom says it's good, it's not. You know, you got to do better than that. Because your your competition is not the guys on your block or the people that you know. Your competition is Brent Baxter. Your competition is Craig Wiseman. Your competition is Dallas Davidson. That's who you're competing against. If you're gonna, if you plan on getting a cut on a major label record in Nashville, so you better bring it and you better mm-hmm. you better perform as if that is your competition and not like everybody should be giving you a favor or something because. This is, you know what, this this probably is is not that unusual, what happened, where they're just starved for time, they need to get to what they need to get to, and, and they want to hear something great. And when you get an opportunity to do that and get your song in front of somebody that could do, get, get you a, a cut, man, you want to, you really want to put your best foot forward, right? I mean, it's a you first do. experience. You're going to be dealing with your first experience now. Yeah. So there you go. That's so it. good stuff, Johnny. Good stuff. Yeah, that's helpful. So I hope I hope I hope you're listening. I hope you're paying attention. I hope you will apply what he's said because it's true. It's true. So this, yeah, this is a nice one that kind of straddles both of our worlds. Yeah, man. That's why I wanted to share it with you. I thought we'd have a lot of fun with that one. There we go. Yes. <laughs> so Johnny, as we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to share with the climb community, the climbers out there? Two things, actually. As always, we're giving away that free Twitter book. If you're just coming, if we're just coming into your awareness with this podcast, and you don't already have the book, go to giftfromjohnny.com. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y. Giftfromjohnny.com. It's a best-selling Twitter book. I give it away for free. Uh, all you gotta do is just. Log on there. Tell us where to send it. We'll get it right out to you. And it gives you a tour through the app, shows you uh, how to work it and how to target an audience and how to get a thousand targeted followers every single month for just 15 minutes a day. So it'll really get you on board. It's a great place to start, by the way, for, if you're trying to get your head around social media. Master mm-hmm. Twitter and then Facebook and 
Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff come into play. It, it's all a lot easier once you learn that first one. You know, it's kind of like a musical instrument, right? You learn one musical instrument, and then the rest mm-hmm. of them are, are a lot easier to learn. Uh, same kind of thing. Second thing is, uh, man, maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're an artist, and you've got a lot going on, but you feel like you're spinning your wheels. And this is not something we give away for free. We do charge for this. It's a consulting service. But you'd be amazed at what we could do in one hour. If you uh, want to reach out to me uh, at info at daredevilproduction.com. Production, again, is singular. We will look at all your social media, uh, look at your web store. If you've got a web store, look at your website and, tr- and give you an assessment of everything that you can be doing to, to up your game and to, to try to convert more of your good work into sales and try to make more of a living of it. That's what we're doing here at Daredevil with our artists. And we're, we share that information. You know, that, that, like I said, does cost money, but it's worth it. And you'd be amazed at what we can do just in one hour. So, uh, and, and I always feel when I'm in a situation uh, where I get some new information that's all about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel energized, you know, I feel real good about it. So anyway, well, that brings us to the end of, uh, of part two of the 10 Worst Song Demo Mistakes episode on The Climb. We want you to win, guys. So if you like this stuff, please leave a rating review on iTunes, share it, tell a friend about it, leave a comment. We want to hear back from you. And uh, again, want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.